also oils that are florals, magnolia, lavender, geranium, rose, elang-elang. Um, all of these, all of these florals have um, have properties that just calm the mind, relax the system, and just kind of put you in a state of bliss and relaxation. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hi friends, it's felt officially like spring, very much so this week here in the UK. It's been beautiful sunshine um, and lovely over the weekend. So I hope you've enjoying been enjoying the sunshine if you're here in the UK and uh, if you're elsewhere in the world, hopefully you're having some great weather too. Um, now, as we start to move through spring and into summer, everyone starts to think about maybe a little bit of weight that they put on over the winter, which for the most part is natural. I don't think everyone is in their ideal shape. 12 months of the year. And so that's completely natural. But I would definitely caution against going on any kind of restrictive diet because the research really shows that fad diets don't work in the long term. In fact, the average person gains 11 pounds of fat back once they've um, completed that diet. And unfortunately, that is body fat, not a combination of fat and muscle. But when we lose weight very quickly, we do tend to lose a combination of muscle and body fat. And that can really affect our metabolism. It can make us less metabolically flexible, um, which is really what we want because that is the ideal state to be in. When we're metabolically flexible, we can burn fats and carbs on demand and we have better insulin sensitivity and really it gives us more flexibility in life in terms of what we can eat. We don't have to monitor things quite so closely. So if you're thinking, well, how can I do this? How can I become metabolically flexible? Then I'm delighted to announce that my Fearless Fat Loss Program is kicking off on the 11th of April. So hopefully you're listening to this in time. It's going to kick off on the 11th of April. And this is where we teach you how to conquer your mind and body. We do done for you fitness programs that are delivered via an app um, with uh, customized nutrition plans and also coaching support from me and my team. It's six week, six weeks, we gamify it. So it's a lot of fun. There are prizes to be won and you can go and find out all of the details over at bit.ly forward slash fearless hyphen fat hyphen loss. That is bit.ly forward slash fearless hyphen fat hyphen loss. The spaces are limited because we really want to be able to coach you through that six weeks and make sure that you get results. But most of all, that you develop the mindset and the body that you're looking for. And ever so importantly, the metabolic flexibility so that you can really start to enjoy life and not feel that you've gone on any kind of restrictive diet, which may get you results in the short term, but ultimately lead to things going back to how they were or worse, even putting on weight gain um, afterwards. So if you're interested in checking that out, the, the link is bit.ly forward slash fearless hyphen fat hyphen loss. Now, in today's podcast, we are, I am talking to Dr. Maritza Snyder. And specifically, we're talking about perimenopause and how you can use essential oils and self-care rituals to really help to make that transition as smooth and as enjoyable as possible and to help balance your hormones. We talk about when uh, it might be appropriate to consider things like bioidentical hormone therapy, but how you can also get some really pretty instant results using powerful essential oils. And Dr. Maritza dives down into which oils to 
use and how to really help detoxify the body as well and really um, help to enhance good elimination, which is really important when you're trying to detoxify excess estrogen in the body and, and avoid those symptoms of estrogen dominance, which can be very common uh, during perimenopause and also at other times during your cycle. Um, so she's here today to teach you how to use healing foods and supplements and the power of essential oils and self-care rituals to really calm your body and get you that lovely sustained focus where you feel in charge and the brain fog lifts and you sleep better. So without further delay, let me introduce you now to the lovely Dr. Maritza. So I'm absolutely thrilled to have you here today, Dr. Maritza. Um, it's so amazing. I just absolutely love your work and your natural approach to balancing hormones. I speak to so many women um, who are really, really struggling. And so it's wonderful to have you on the show. So first of all, a very warm welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so let's talk about, I think a really good place to start that so many listeners really battle with is around perimenopause. Um, and they have such kind of wide ranging symptoms from things like hot flashes to anxiety to poor sleep. And you have so many solutions on your website. Can you just explain for those listening, first of all, what's going on? Because they're getting different hormonal swings that are going on. If you can kind of just explain, first of all, um, and then we can dive into strategies that can really help them. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I can, I can break down. I mean, there are definitely, uh, there are definitely lifestyle circumstances that are exacerbating those symptoms, but I mm -hmm. want to just break down what exactly is happening. So I break perimenopause down into a couple different phases. So phase one usually starts in our mid to late thirties. Um, it used to not, but given the life that we live today, it's happening more and more into our mid to late thirties. I know definitely for me, I started to know what is a shift. And when, and I'm talking about noticing a shift, like maybe you'll notice that all of a sudden weight isn't as easy as it used to be. Um, you, you may not feel as resilient as you were your periods a little, little bit off. Maybe it's a little bit shortened. Maybe you notice you're having more PMS symptoms. Again, these are kind of subtle, but you just kind of noticed something shifted and, and it's not as things just doesn't feel as easy as it used to be. Your body just feels like it's shifting in a way that maybe you're not super stoked about, but it's not super crazy noticeable enough to like, not even necessarily pay attention if you have got a lot of other things going on, but that's that first phase. And what's going on is that we significantly, not significantly, slightly, that's what I meant to say, progesterone is, is decreasing. Um, at, at some point in our forties, it's, it's the progesterone drops down 75%. But let's say by the time you're 40, it's dropped 25 to 40%. And that's noticeable enough that it's affecting your mood. It's affecting your sleep. It's affecting your weight. A couple of those things are going on. So I would call that phase one of the perimenopause spectrum. Phase two is around 42, 43, 44. It happens to depending on all different women. And that's kind of where women are like, that's when I literally fell off a, a proverbial cliff. That's when I noticed, like, mm. I kind of thought something was going down the last couple of years, but Oh, Oh, that, yeah. Something that happened. And this is where we start to see a shortened luteal cycle, um, potentially some anovulatory cycles. So basically you're not ovulating. And the thing about progesterone is that you have to ovulate. 
You have to ovulate in order to get progesterone. If you don't ovulate, no progesterone for you. So it's important to know. I always tell women, you have to track your cycle so that you know if you're ovulating or not. And so there are lots of great apps out there, Kindara, Flow, you know, figure out the one that you love the most. And then you can, you, you measure your basal temperature every single morning and you can see it slightly increase when you ovulate and in the part of your, the luteal part of your cycle, which is around anywhere between day 13 to day 16. It depends on every single woman. Um, if you don't see that jump, you don't see that jump in temperature. It's, it's a small shift, like 0.5 degrees, but if you're consistent every single day measuring it, you'll notice the, the jump. Um, and, and a lot of women do notice when, when they're ovulating, when that happens, we know that the progesterone is going down and that, that you've got that corpus luteum that's driving progesterone in that second part of the cycle at 42 to 43, 44. Again, it varies for every single woman. Um, we're going to start noticing you're not going to ovulate every single time. And that robustness of progesterone is dropping. And so you're, you may see spotting throughout your cycle. Your cycle may be less like instead of 30 days, it's now 28 days Instead of 28 days is 25 days. You'll start to mm. notice that it shortens. Um, and then those symptoms that I mentioned earlier, they exacerbate. So all of a sudden we're struggling with maybe some night sweats, um, struggle going to sleep at night weight is becoming a little bit more of a struggle and not for everyone. It just depends on the woman, but 10, we see more resistance there. Um, and then the other things that I see are often going to be mood swings and then more severe PMS symptoms, maybe heavy bleeding when you are bleeding. And then you get to what I call the eye of the storm. <laughs> um, and that is usually around 48, 49, 50, um, this is where we see the hot flashes, night sweats consistently, the mood swings, maybe the, the brain fog, the forgetfulness, you will be wondering to yourself, am I in menopause? Because there's a lot of dis misunderstandings around what perimenopause is versus menopause. And it can feel like a very turbulent time. Some months you won't bleed at all. Other months you'll bleed really heavy. It'll feel like you're going through a thousand tampons or whatever you use. Um, and it just feels like a lot of a, a very chaotic kind of time. Um, and then once we get through that, um, around, you know, again, late forties, early fifties, we start to see less and less cycles. So you may not have a period for three months or six months. And what we really define menopause is, is one full year of not having a cycle. So you could get to 11 months and then have a cycle again. Yeah. This is so frustrating. <laughs> this and is I mean, so frustrating for so many of my At the end clients. of the day, you just know that you're there. You're yeah. just, you're at the, you're at the end, you're at the waiting line. And then we, we move into menopause and a lot of these symptoms subside because what's driving a lot of this is not only that kind of massive decline of progesterone, but it's the rapid and crazy roller coaster of estrogen. And if she, man, she takes you on a wild roller coaster ride. And what's really fascinating about estrogen is she, I mean, clearly she has receptor sites all over the, the body, including progesterone too, but estrogen is a major insulin protector. And when we lose estrogen, when we lose um, that amount of estrogen that we're used to, we become less insulin sensitive. We become more insulin resistant. And that lends to a lot of those other symptoms as well, um, including the hot flashes and whatnot. And so really dialing in our metabolic flexibility is so, so critical, especially it's always critical. 
We always should have metabolic flexibility because that allows us to leverage the, all of the energy that we have all the time. So we don't feel exhausted. We don't feel fatigued. We don't have the brain fog. We're not dealing with the excess weight that just won't come off. So having metabolic flexibility is so clutch, but particularly for us as women, as we lose the protection of estrogen and, and progesterone, especially estrogen, and we are not metabolically flexible moving into our forties, fifties, and beyond, we will start to notice the cardiovascular stuff. We'll start to notice the brain fog and the brain inflammation, things that really, really, really matter. Um, when we lose those protectors, those, those hormone protectors, we have to just be so much more diligent about our bodies because losing those two hormones is pretty, it's, it's pretty detrimental as we get older, mm -hmm. we can do things, we can manage it. We can manage, you know, we can, we, there's a lot of different things we have up our sleeve here, but we just have to be so on top of it. So I think the more yes, that we sure. understand the transition, the more that we can gear up. So that doesn't seem like we just got Mack trucked by the loss of these hormones that we, we have a plan moving forward. And I think that's always been my biggest message is, Hey, know this is coming, whether your doctor tells you or not, it is mm -hmm. and be, and here's some things that we can do proactively to rock the, the, these big pivots that are going to happen. Um, so that we move through this with as much grace as possible. Yeah, I love that. So true. Um, and just tracking back a bit then what you were saying there around, you know, the fact that it starts actually often in women's late 30s and you were saying it didn't used to. Do you think that is largely as a function that we're just living so much more stressful lives and that's why women are getting these symptoms so much earlier? Yes, that's one of the one of the five root causes. Stress is a major player here. Um, it completely throws off our endocrine system and, and all of our hormones are thrown off. Insulin, thyroid, estrogen, progesterone, cortisol, testosterone, line them up. They're all getting hit with when we are, it comes to a, a whacked out stress response system. Um, other things that are having an impact, my big memo is you've got to love and protect your gut and liver. So if we have any type of gut issues or liver issues, um, we are going to also feel the brunt of that. Um, it's going to affect our menstrual cycle. It's going to impact our hormones. Um, toxins are a major issue. Um, I have a one-year-old, I have a one-year-old baby boy at 42 years old. And what was really fascinating, I read an article recently where babies have four times the amount of plastic in their poop than adults, because we just have so much more plastic wow. in our world these days. And they're on the floor. And so the amount of synthetic xenoestrogens and plastics that we're consuming inadvertently, inadvertently, that's you make over your entire house. You do the work. You still are consuming a lot of plastics that are having a profound impact on our endocrine system. Um, and then the other thing is going to be to me, at least it's going to always be the food, the food, the medications, all that, the types of food that we put in our bodies, things that are going to drive endocrine disruptors like dairy, gluten, alcohol, coffee, sugar, sugar bean, probably the biggest offender here. Um, those are also going to be a part of the root cause. And I think that culmination of those root causes are what's driving us into menopause earlier and into perimenopause earlier than we used to. 
if you're someone that has been struggling with weight gain or brain fog or gut health issues, then what you really need is to heal from the inside out. And that's really important to be taking a good quality probiotic, often combined with some magnesium, which can help to support that elimination pathway and also really relax your body and enhance sleep. And my friends over at Bioptimizers have a fantastic range of supplements that I absolutely love and use. Um, They have some great probiotics, P3OM, which is a fantastic probiotic to help really balance your gut microbiome. And the Magnesium Breakthrough has seven different types of magnesium. It really is just zen in a bottle. And so if you're looking to try and get better sleep, lift that brain fog and optimize the health of your gut, then my friends at Bioptimizers have given listeners of this podcast a call 10% off. All you need to do is head over to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela and enter code Angela10 at checkout. That's bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela and enter code Angela10 at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. Mm. Yeah, because menopause definitely looks like it's coming earlier. And you, I mean, it's really interesting when I look at your work because you definitely believe that we can come through this without necessarily having to use hormone replacement, right? It has its place, but actually it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. With that said, (laughs) (laughs) if you, if you, I mean, here's the deal, like, like anything worthwhile, our health being one of the number one things being worthwhile, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that, that there's no work involved. Right. Mm. And so you know, it is about cleaning up the gut. It's about cleaning up the the liver. It's about finding the self-care, prioritizing yourself, filling in those nutrient gaps. Those are such a, it's, that's, that's another root cause too, is the lack of nutrients because we're just burning out. We, you can, you only have so much reserve. You only have so much magnesium. You only have so much vitamin D. You only, you know, you only have so much, your liver can only work with what it's got your brain too. Right. And so nutrient deficiencies are a big player here. Um, but you know, if we've got to clean all of that up, we've got to be really diligent about what we're doing on the daily to love our bodies. Um, if for some reason we do all of that and we're still needing a little bit of help, we're still finding ourselves struggling, you know, with the brain fog, with the, we're, we're seeing, you know, a high, high level of lipids and triglycerides. We're just, we're seeing things on the labs that we're not really loving. Um, it may be worthwhile. Um, you can't get the hot flashes under control. The vaginal dryness is just not, clearing up. You're you're just dealing with a lot of those kind of issues. I would say that it's absolutely worth the consideration of bringing in bioidenticals, even if it's for a short period of time. Now, will bioidentical estrogen and progesterone fix metabolic issues? No. Mm-hmm. And are metabolic issues a major part of this puzzle? Yes. So if you're trying to band-aid a metabolic problem and insulin resistance and blood sugar roller coasters with estrogen and progesterone, unfortunately, it's just not going to get the job done. And so that's what I mean is like if if the, the bulk of our issue is a food issue, a metabolic issue, a mitochondrial problem where we have just don't have enough mitochondria to make enough energy, there's not enough progesterone cream in the world that's going to fix that. Yeah, I agree. And I, it's glad you said that. And one of the things actually that I would say to people is that peri glass 
And you can see it as an opportunity, right? How can you make second half of your life the best half of your life? Here's a map of learning because it's going to highlight for you the areas that do need work. So as you say, you can't just take bioidentical hormones and expect everything to be better. If you've got metabolic disease, you've got weight gain around your middle, you know, you're really struggling, you've got poor sleep, you're working so hard, you're completely stressed out. It's not going to just remove everything. Um, with it can what's help really a interesting little. to me. Hmm? Yeah, it can help <laughs> a little. <laughs> but it's a multifaceted approach. Yes. Um, but tell me about essential oils, because I'm really excited just for people to learn more. I don't think this is covered enough on how these can be used. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's kind of my stance when it comes to essential oils is that we all deserve quick wins. We all deserve moments of awe. We all deserve self-love and self-care, and we all deserve, you know, a, a remedy that works as fast as a half a chocolate bar. You know what I'm saying? Without the calories and the sugar. <laughs> and that's what I had been looking for. I'm like, what is going to give us that instant energy? What is going to give you, get you back in the game, help you firing on all cylinders where you're like, your brain feels like it's functioning for you at four o'clock in the afternoon when you're at the end of a deadline and you have a presentation to do. And you're wondering if you're going to have crappy word recall in front of your boss. You know what I'm saying? Like you want a remedy that's going to fix that quickly before you head into that meeting. And so that, and you want a remedy for cravings. You want something that's going to help you with sleep. You just want something that's going to help you move you closer to where you're trying to go in your health journey. And so when I was looking for that, I would love for a supplement to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but supplements, they are necessary, but if that's the long game, right? I would love a kill smoothie or a green smoothie to move the needle for me like that, but it just doesn't work. Mm. Only thing that I know works that well <laughs> is coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's espresso. That's true. It's, it's sugar, right? Sugar will, will if for a very hot minute, you know, and, and you, you'll watch it. I've, I've seen this on a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor where you eat something that, you know, you eat something that, you know, is going to drive sugar. Like, let's say a, a Frappuccino, for example, when I was wearing my CGM, my continuous glucose monitor that monitors blood sugar 24 seven, I was testing it. I'm like, well, what happens if you do this? You know? And so I, uh, we, my uh, husband and I test this out. We were both wearing one and we had a, like a, a small, frappuccino with the smallest amount of sugar you can have. Like we're like half, half a pump, like not even a, not even a pump, half a pump. Cause we want to see what happens. And, um, I had never seen my blood sugar jump as fast. It went from 70 milligrams per deciliter to 170 milligrams per deciliter. 170. Oh my God. And this is a half measure. Yeah. This is, this is a half, this is a half pump, small frappuccino from Starbucks, half pump. Not, did your not husband's even. go the same? Because I did a similar experiment with my husband. It was actually juice. And I'm genetically very sensitive to carbs. He isn't. And mine literally rocketed, but his didn't really have an impact. So I was curious. My husband has some metabolic stuff. I'm going to call him out right now. Actually, my blood sugar <laughs> is better than his because I work really, really hard at managing right. it. My husband yeah. thinks he can get, he can cheat a little. He's six years younger than me. He's like, I'm okay. still in my thirties. And I'm like, <laughs> but she can't. So we, we both, I think we both saw close to a hundred milligram per deciliter spike 
in 30 in 30 minutes wow 30 minutes and then how many people are doing this every single day every single day and then what happens you know next your body overcorrects overcorrects with insulin crashes drop down to 55 milligrams within within the hour Never and now you've got a sugar crash. craving and now you got sugar a, yeah. and caffeine rush. Yeah. And your body, your blood. So then, so your body's first response is dump, 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 dump as much insulin as possible. Cause that's an emergency. As far as your body goes, you have way too much sugar in your blood, but then your body rebounds again. So then I jumped again, another 50 milligrams per deciliter. It took five hours to manage that half pump frappuccino. Wow. And then it took me another 24 hours to get back into where I normally land, which was between 65 and 85 milligrams per deciliter. It took me a full day to recover from this thing. And so, but I was acute and aware and firing on all cylinders for that at hour. (laughs) (laughs) For that one hour though, just think what it's done to your body. (laughs) So an essential oil to me is the equivalent of that experience without the blood sugar rising crash. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I wanted to give an example for is that's how potent and powerful and effective an essential oil can be with all the side benefits, no side, no side effects, no side negatives. Um, It's that level of energy, um, focus, acuity, alertness in a matter of seconds. without, without those, without those nasty side effects. And so that's what I had been looking for, for not only for myself, but for my audience, for my community and, and essential oils are really the ticket for that. And so if you're looking for, you're like, well, what will do that to me? Like what will give that to me? Um, is just a literally one drop each of peppermint and any citrus oil, grapefruit, wild orange, lemon, um, Mandarin, I, I call that the instant energy combo right there. And you can, there's so many great combinations, whether it's sleep or mood support. I think essential oils are phenomenal for shifting your mood. Um, I know for me as a new mama, it has been a wild ride in its own right. And so I've used oils a lot just to maintain a really happy, joyful, as stress-free as possible disposition for family and for my, my baby Kingston. Oh, yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, so let's talk about which ones then, because you mentioned a few there, but you used peppermint in that example as mm-hmm. the base. So peppermint mm-hmm. with citrus, that mm-hmm. combination is what to give you an energy boost, energy boost, a brain boost, uh, okay. uh an alertness boost. Um, what we love about peppermint one. So what, what, what citrus does there is it's got limonene, it's a monoterpene and that fires in the brain. It activates, um, the limbic system and it just, it just floods the brain with a lot of joy. And it's kind of like a little energizer bunny peppermint, um, increases oxygen to the brain by seven to 10% by simply breathing it in. And it also activates a lot of that, the, the important centers, the hippocampus, the amygdala, and it just really gets you super focused the cortex as well. And so that combination, they're doing two different things, but the combo is really lighting up all the areas of the brain that you really want to fo- like to have that focus, to have that clarity, to have that alertness. Um, oils for relaxing and calming and getting you in a really great mood. We think of the spa, right? The reason why spas use aromatherapy is because it works. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It, you walk into a spa, you automatically are transformed yeah, into well, a place of self-care. Right. And that's what you pay to go to the spa for. You know what I'm saying? But what if you could create that in your own house? What if you could have a diffuser next to your tub or in your bathroom or next to your bedside as you're getting ready to go to bed? You're doing a breathwork exercise or you're doing a little mini meditation. So oils that are florals, magnolia, lavender, geranium, rose, um, lang all of these, all of these florals have, um, have properties that just calm the mind, relax the system, and just kind of put you in a state of bliss and relaxation. It shifts your mood. Um, it's really difficult to stay mad or to stay irritated when you're breathing in any of those oils. Um, and my favorite combo for sleep specifically like to shut off that mental chatter, the worry that I didn't finish my to-do list. Oh my God, I got so much going on tomorrow. Have you looked at my calendar? All that mess that goes on in our head before we go to bed, lavender and cedarwood or lavender and vetiver. I literally coined those like the liquid vetiver. ambient. Mm-hmm. Vetiver. vetiver is a root. It's a, it's grown in Haiti mostly. Um, it's a really, really deep, deep root. It's, it's got this really, um, it's, it's got this really rich, rich wood aroma, but it is powerful. It is powerful for shutting off the brain and shutting off that mental chatter. And when you combine it with lavender and you diffuse them, you don't stand a chance. Like it's like you're a robot and someone just turned off the off switch. So you're basically dropping these in a little bit of a water base and a diffuser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, what about like when you were talking, cause I love the one, the peppermint with the citrus oil mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, a nootropic, right? Do you ever use these, um, on the body, like using a carrier oil, like coconut oil or something and use it that way? Or are you always diffusing? I love both. I love having that blend in a, in a roller as well. Um, and if you were to do a roller, any carrier, Jehovah oil, olive avocado oil, coconut oil, grape seed oil, whatever you prefer. Almond oil is an oil that they use a lot in massages. So whatever oil you feel comfortable with, use it. Um, and you can get any of these anywhere really because essential oils are so popular these days and people are making all kinds of blends, you know? Um, but I take a 10 mil roller, um, it's two teaspoons. I know that that breaks down differently. Um, and <laughs> to no, we can put that out. Teaspoons yeah, is fine. So ten mils. <laughs> it's when you use cups. That always like when I look at an okay. American recipe and someone says, "Well, ten use mils." It's like what is this? Okay. Ten, yeah, mils, ten mils. They buy they buy them that way. You can buy five okay. mils, ten mils. It's the standard size. And usually I do ten drops of each. That's a great, great, wonderful, safe, easy concentration. So 10 drops of peppermint, 10 drops of orange or grapefruit, whatever, whatever you love. And you're just rolling them on your, on your, on your wrist, inside your inner arm. With a carrier oil though. Uh, with yeah. the carrier. Okay. The carrier. And yeah, I the whole thing. That the yeah. jojoba oil is like kind of like yoga is going to give you a slower delivery and fractionated coconut oil is kind of like the hip workout. It's going to deliver it quicker. Is there truth to that? No, I wouldn't. I think both of them deliver pretty quickly. I don't know if there's any really noticeable. I don't, I don't think you would notice. Okay. So we use fractionated coconut oil in our house. Okay. That's what okay. we use just cause it's easy. And you know, it's, it's got a lot of great properties in its own right. So it's always been what we've used, but I have, we have almond oil and grapeseed oil here at the house too. So it just really depends on what you, what you prefer, what you love. Like if you want something scented versus not what I do love about the, the Jehovah oil, the, um, is that it's great for the space. It's much, so I wouldn't use coconut oil on your face. 
because it's got antimicrobial properties. And so it's not usually in a can clog pores. So I wouldn't use coconut oil on the face. I would, I would opt for another oil on your face. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah. Cause otherwise yeah. you're going to get breakouts and stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah, so some people just don't tolerate coconut oil well on their, on their face because of the pores. Some do, but I just, I just think it's better safe than sorry not to use it on your face. Um, I don't, I don't, we don't ever use coconut oil on our face. Okay. And so if people are using these, they're going to be improving your sleep is going to be a big plus for improving yes. insulin sensitivity as well as a multitude yes. of other things. And also supporting your HPA access, right? Which in turn is going to support things like progesterone production. Um, you talked about liver there as well, the liver, liver mm -hmm. function. And I think this is so important. And it's really interesting because I remember having uh, about a year or so ago, I felt like I was getting breakups and I used a liver blend formula, a shake with specific nutrients to help like open up that detoxification better and my skin cleared up immeasurably. Um, what have you found in terms of uh, liver support that you're using a lot with your patients and clients? Yeah, well, the biggest thing that I, I work people through and we're getting gearing up for it again is we have a 14-day detox program that we do. It's a major elimination system. And we have a, a very similar kind of shake with all the hepatics and nutrients and um, cofactors for phase one, the intermediate and phase two liver detoxification. So that we're really cleaning that up plus, um, a, a great gut protocol. And so, cause a big part of what I believe to be true is that it's the gut and liver, especially for us as women, that is, that is causing a lot of our issues. And so the program is designed to remove any, any, any potential allergens or any inflammatory foods or products that are driving some of the issues that whether it's exhaustion or brain fog or whatever that may be, oftentimes it's, it's hormone driven weight loss that they're looking for. And I'm like, we got to get to the root cause of this. We've got to address the food source. We've got to address the gut and liver. So that's the number one thing. I mean, it, I'm not going to lie. It's not an easy protocol to do, but it gets phenomenal results. Like I have looked at labs pre and before in just 14 days. And I've seen a drop in hemoglobin A1C. I've seen a drop in triglycerides. I've seen a drop in, um, in blood sugar, fasting blood sugar. So I just really, it's really cool to see a body. It doesn't take a lot for your body to change in terms of time-wise, if you're open to doing that. If that feels a little too intense, there are always, <laughs> if that always feels too intense, I always, you know, it's, it's crazy to me because I, it's, it's, it's the pro it's the protocol. It's the program that gets the best results, but it's the hardest. So we have a lot of people talk themselves out of it. Right. And so we we're doing a live group in March. Um, and we'll probably have like 500 people do it, but you know, we, we invite thousands and thousands and thousands of people. You people just, they talk themselves out of doing the hard work. It is mm. what it is. But the number one thing that we see is like, we get people, we can reverse insulin resistance in a very, in like 14 days. And that is a game changer. If you're not willing to do that, there's other things you can do. There are clearly supplements. You know, I always tell people to focus on healthy fats, healthy protein, and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fiber. Um, that's kind of the hormone loving trio that I really recommend in terms of food and then supplements that specifically, you know, tailored to helping the liver activated B vitamins, choline, NAC, glutathione, vitamin C, vitamin E, 
um, essential amino acids, you know, basically all the cofactors that the liver really needs to function. And then, um, adding digestive enzymes, um, making sure that, you know, that there's enough stomach acid, maybe adding apple cider vinegar before meals, probiotics, um, fermented foods, bone broth, just like ways in which that we can move the needle to heal the gut and liver. I think that these are also critical. Um, in terms of essential oils, and you can apply essential oils topically, one of my favorite things to do is use a castor oil pack. Mm. Um, and so you would wear a castor oil pack. I recommend overnight for seven days in a row over the liver. Um, and you can, you can buy castor oil packs with castor oil and then put some essential oils on there as well. So oils that I love to help support the liver and help with kind of moving out just improving vascularity, moving any of the sluggish nastiness out. I mean, you will see this in bowel movements, like things will clear over those seven days. So I love frankincense for this. I love geranium for this. I love ginger. Um, fennel is a favorite of mine as well. Um, and trying to think of what my, and, and, um, I said that and turmeric, turmeric, powerful, powerful oil to put over the liver and you can make a little blend. I have the blend in my books. Um, but it's basically, you know, a combination, like a drop of frankincense, turmeric, um, ginger fennel over on the, with the castor oil applied to the liver. Usually it's like two tablespoons, put the castor oil pack on and leave it there. You can also do this for um, your, your ovaries and uterus. If you're having horrible menstrual cramps and you're concerned that they're just may, you're not moving, you're not circulating good, you know, blood coming through and blood flow and you want to improve blood flow. I usually recommend frankincense for this area. Um, I recommend yarrow palm. I recommend clary, clary sage. These are in lavender, just help move out any congestion that could be happening, um, you know, that's affecting your menstrual cycle. And again, the castor oil pack being the, the big game change here. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think a lot of people listening will be wanting to try it. And have you found that when women are doing that combination, is their elimination better almost immediately the next morning when they wake up? Yeah. I would say usually within the first two days, you will notice, I mean, bowel movement, consistency, smell, all kinds of things change and shift. You can also do this with your digestive system too. You can wear a castor oil pack on the, within, on the gut, like over the small and large intestine, but where you'll really see a major shift is the liver. Mm. Um, you know, and castor oil packs have been used to address liver congestion for, for many, many centuries. Yeah, and so yeah. it's been really, really cool to see so many of my community using them and reporting back such incredible results, um, by just even just using it seven days in a row, and then just maybe putting it on once a month or mm -hmm. a couple times a month after that. Um, so that that's another strategy. And then my other favorite strategy is always start your morning with a massive glass of water and lemon um, just to set the tone, especially if you're going to get into coffee or you're going to get into a really strong black tea, drink the water first, just really flush the system. Um, so it really sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. I love that. And then you, what about things like coffee enemas, for example, yeah, are you sure. a fan of those? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to get, we want to get <laughs> deeper in it. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of coffee enemas, um, and giving them a go, especially if you're doing a detox, um, it's, I call that phase two, you know, um, but it, it works really, really well 
if you're doing the castor oil pack and combining those coffee enemas, even a water enema is, is a benefit. And so, but coffee enemas are clearly open up that hepatic portal, really allow a lot of those, um, those toxins to leave. Sauna is great. Dry brushing is great. Um, Epsom salt baths, adding minerals like fulvic acid, humic acid, magnesium, glycinate every single day, at least 300 to 500 milligrams of that. So just adding, just remineralizing the body um, and Epsom salt baths are a great way to do that too. So those are all wonderful, wonderful cold and hot showers. If you, if you are, you dare to do so, um, those are all favorite things to love your liver. And I think what's really important is although a detox, I think is super, super critical to really give yourself a reset. Just note that we're constantly being bombarded by this stuff every single day. Toxins are, they're not going anywhere. We're not changing the way that we're living. And so ways that we can do these things on a daily basis, take your supplements, um, make sure that you are drinking teas like Tulsi tea and dandelion root tea, um, making sure that you're lots and lots and lots and lots of fiber, you know, all of these things consistently every single day, I think are personally very necessary, um, to just ensuring that your gut and liver and your hormones are, are humming and working properly. Yeah, so true. And what about the things like when people have um, things like, you know, that show up more on the skin or with swelling, for example, they haven't got really good um, drainage or circulation, so they're getting quite puffy. Maybe they've got some cellulite. Obviously, all of the things you've spoken about too, so far have helped. If you've got anything extra that you would add in relation to things like cellulite, for example. I mean, I think when it comes to, to cellulite, even walking, even walking is a game change, right? It's, I mean, if, if there's one thing that you walk away from this talk, one peppermint is amazing. It does everything from headaches to cravings, to energy boosters, to brain function, to pre-workout and post-workout to kissing somebody. It, it's amazing. So if that's the first thing I want you to walk away from. Number two um, is that if there's anything that you do to add to your health today, it's literally walking after dinner, mm. walking after dinner. If you can do more walks throughout the day, do it. But walking after dinner single-handedly can keep your metabolism in check. Um, so that would be the number one, number one thing I, I hope you walk away from. So walking, rebounding, jumping on a trampoline, basically, um, dry brushing is phenomenal. Again, sauna is great. If you can, if you can get access to an infrared sauna, that'd be amazing. Um, and then I think it, it's really just a matter of, you know, keeping yourself hydrated and reducing the amount of, um, processed foods that you're consuming, hydrogenated fats that you're consuming, um, and just moving your body as much as you can. That feels good. I'm not going to tell you to go do hit workouts. I'm not going to tell you to go on the Peloton. I'm not going to tell you to go, you know, I, I am a big proponent of lifting heavy weights. Um, I think that's really great for our metabolism and our muscles. Um, but if that's not your jam, then don't do it. But yeah, those would be my recommendations. Brilliant. Amazing. And before you go, can you just let us know, like, what is your, what is your own morning and evening routine look like? Absolutely. So my morning routine, I start by walking outside. I live by the beach. Um, I walk outside for a second to just supercharge my mitochondria. So I want to make sure that I turn on my circadian rhythm for the day. So I go outside for a second, supercharge that get a little bit of vitamin D 
Um, then I, 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 while I'm doing that, I'm drinking a big, big, big glass of water with lemon. Um, and then I go and I'm not gonna lie, girl, I drink coffee. I got a baby. I'm still nursing him. So I go and I, I go drink coffee. Um, and then we, the whole family loads up, we get the baby either in a carrier or a stroller. Um, and we walk to the beach, um, cause we're a 10 minute walk to our closest beach. And we do a little walk as a family, um, come back. Um, I will make a green smoothie. Um, and what I'll also do is take about two minutes to do a breath work exercise, just to kind of energize my, my body, increase my oxygen intake, help to boost those mitochondria. I also take my supplements with my green smoothie in the morning as well, because it's so much easier to take that many supplements with something that's thick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's what I do. Um, so that's usually my morning. Um, and then yes. I usually back in the day, I used to have a Bentley before I had a baby. I had like this Bentley self-care routine, but it's now broken up throughout the day, but that's what at least goes down in the morning. Lovely. And what about at night? How do you prepare yourself for bed? So I have a meditation that I do at night. Um, it's about 15 minutes. So I have my diffuser, got my oils. I have my favorite little blends. I pre-make my sleep blends and I have a lot of those blends on my blog or in my books. Um, lavender, usually it's lavender, Roman chamomile and bergamot. That's like my favorite combo. It just, oh, it feels, it just smells so good. Oh my God. It smells so good. And so I just, just thinking about it. I'm just like, get, when, when is bedtime? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, <laughs> So I get that going. Usually I have a baby sleeping next to me. So I wait till he goes to bed. Um, and then I put my earbuds in and I get my phone out and I, I start to play the meditation. Um, and usually that's 15 minutes, uh, give or take. And then I usually, that's when I usually go to bed. So I am a big fan of like no TV only to, I'm using my, my phone's nowhere near me, but the, um, but it is running the meditation on earbuds um, and just giving myself time to like decompress. Um, I, I'm not, I do not recommend Tasmanian devil your way into bed at night. That does not work. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I usually at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes, I get the diffuser running. I go do all the things, brush my teeth, get clothes on. My husband hands the baby over to me. I gear him up for bed. Um, and then once he's asleep, I do my meditation. Um, and then, and then I go to bed. So, and usually I'm in bed and asleep before 10 o'clock, like nine 30. Yeah. And then, cause I'm a, cause he, um, I have a natural alarm clock called a baby. A baby. And so I remember those days. <laughs> so I'm up when he's up. So yeah. that's, that's the deal there. <laughs> and is he still up at night? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, we're okay. up many times at night. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. So we, yeah. So that's but what you're that's doing nice. obviously works incredibly well because you look amazing. So Thank you. for anyone who's listening to this, yeah, definitely go and yeah. check out the, um, the website. Yeah. So far, 42 years old, no proverbial cliff to fall off yet. So I'm really, really grateful. I do practice what I preach. And I do believe that a lot of us can just navigate this with a lot of ease and grace, but we just have to be intentional. Mm, I agree. Couldn't agree more. So where can people tell us, where can people find you? I know you're pretty active on Instagram, um, your website. Can you link and to your books and everything so people can come and connect with you? 
Yeah. So the definitely Instagram at Dr. Marisa, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. Um, and my podcast, um, 4 million downloads, um, essentially you, and it's all about women's hormone health. It, I go into the nitty gritty. I mean, we go into topics like PCOS, endometriosis, estrogen dominance, clearly perimenopause and menopause. And I break it all down, um, in a lot of detail. And then the books are on Amazon. Um, so you can get them. All eight of them are there. So Amazing. Eight of them. Awesome. Thank you so much. We will link to all of that in the show notes. And thank you so much for your time and sharing all that amazing wisdom today. You've inspired me to get even more into essential oils now. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. They're just so yummy. I think that's what it comes down to. And we deserve, we deserve more yumminess in our life. We do. We do. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, the show notes will be over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash podcast. And you can download the transcript there together with the show notes and all of the other resources that I have on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.